When Predators arrived in 2010, it finally gave the franchise a dedicated third entry, after some, let's call them questionable crossovers. Once again, a group of mercenary types are stuck in a jungle, but this time, it's an alien planet, and there are multiple hunters looking for trophies. Today we'll discuss the film's very recognisable cast, anything new it adds to Predator mythology, and simply, is it any good? Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment, I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast we get together every week. We've watched a sci-fi movie, we talk about it, it's really quite that simple. Hopefully along the way there'll be some insights, some analysis, some witty retort, perhaps, I don't know. Don't make any promises. Tara will be funny, I promise you Tara will be hilarious by the end of this show. Oh my god. (laughs) Do not set that bar high for me, please. (laughs) I have complete faith in you, Tara. Complete faith. Oh boy. Yeah, I'll be rolling on the floor laughing by the end of this. All thanks to Tara. Just just you wait. Uh, so, <laughs> coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about Predators, because of course, uh, how long ago did we start? It was probably like the last autumn we started the Predator franchise. Uh, with the original, we came did Predator 2. Uh, we did them in release order, meaning that we did Alien vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Just like a shudder there, mentioning the name of that one uh it's time now though for the third solo predator movie uh which is a bit of a silly way to phrase this one because it's called predators and there's more than one predator but you know what i mean it's not not including alien (laughs) as well um so this is predator 3 effectively um i was much better title may i say what predator 3 do you know what i would have been fine with predators as a homage to aliens if the movie actually felt like it incorporated lots of predators. It does not. It does not. There's more than one. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There is definitely plural, but it's like it's the same amount that we're in AVP. So it's not like it feels like a big <laughs> jump to like a new. Especially, did you watch the the trailer for it? The like original teaser trailer. I, I well, I didn't watch it for this, but I, I remember I saw it in theaters at the time. I I remember the lies in the market, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> Good. So, uh, yeah. So this is the third Predator movie, uh, starring a bunch of people, a lot of names in this actually, some of whom weren't famous yet. Uh, so we'll yeah. get into that in a minute as well. Uh, but uh, just some backstory on my own experience building up, and you can do this as well. Uh, building up to the original release is that. I was super excited because I love Predator 1 and 2. And obviously AVP, especially AVP 2, were not great. So I got super excited that finally, because, you know, Alien had had four movies for such a long time and Predator had only had two. I was very excited that we were getting a third Predator. Yeah, it's time to, you know, try and even up the numbers a little bit here. And was super excited. I, you know, I loved the sound of the title before I saw it because, you know, I was like, okay, you're, you're going to do to Predator what Aliens did to Alien? That's insane. What is this going to be like a war movie with colonial marines like taking on like predators or something? Like that kind of sounds like what it could be. Uh, why else would you call it that? Um, the cheap marketing grab, really is. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, um, and then the movie was uh, okay. Ish. What was your experience with the original release? Um, I missed it in theaters. I was um, still in the Navy at the time when it came out. And also, 
flying like either out to sea or flying to like my my exit thing where it takes like a month and uh yeah so i i missed it in theaters i just didn't have an opportunity opportunity to see it uh, i kind of missed also when it was released on video um i didn't actually watch it until just a just a couple years ago probably for oh, the first really? time interesting yeah and I'll say when I first watched it, I remember it being pretty hyped up still. Like it was very, I remember the, the trailer. I remember, I haven't watched the trailer since, you know, then as well. And I remember it looking really cool, but not being able to catch it. Well, that's the, um, that, before you can tell you that, let me just see what the teaser trailer was. Because sure. it was basically just Adrian uh, Brody, who's the lead character in this, and some of the others. And they stop in the jungle and you see like, the three laser dots on his head, right? But then there's another set of three, and another set of three, and to the point where there's like like a dozen of them, like all over his yeah. body, and it's like, oh shit, that's tons of predators. That is not in the movie. <laughs> that scene no. is not in the movie at all. No, no. it was lies, <laughs> all lies. Uh, please continue. But anyway, anyway, when I when I watched it, I, I I watched it because a friend of mine whose opinion I trusted said it was the best Predator sequel, but still not great. And I know, I know. How dare he? How Predator 2 is that? And for me, I'm thinking, well, Predator 2 is pretty great. So Predators must be pretty fun. So I watched it and I was really disappointed that it wasn't like the teaser trailer. And also, it just wasn't the best Predator sequel. <laughs> Bill Paxton is rolling in his grave right now. Yes. <laughs> Gary Busey's not even dead yet, and he's rolling in his grave somehow. Like that's that's what that, that that's is, a very Busey thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> that that is how offensive that statement by this so-called friend uh, is. <laughs> Gary Busey is rolling around in Mimi Rogers' attic right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hider in the house, nineteen eighty-nine. I recommend it, everyone. <laughs> that's a good movie. Yeah. Also, Michael McKean, uh, and that's well, he's the husband. Uh, yeah, not really playing playing type, is he? No. Uh, um yeah i was like i think at the time i wanted to like it and i kind of tried to keep my spirits up and i was like yeah it's all right you know i, I try not to be negative about it um and i didn't really watch it again until i actually reviewed this like three four years ago with connor because we were going through the predator movies at the time and kind of felt like almost the exact same where i just i came out feeling that ah, it's kind of middling and it's just you know it's, uh, and now I've watched it again for this, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of mid. <laughs> like this movie, it's to be. I mean, to its credit, it's not gotten worse in the last decade, but it's also not gotten a smidge better either. It is just what it is. I think I liked it more this time watching. Really? It. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But I, I was really disappointed and thought, well, that's the worst Predator movie <laughs> when I watched it the first time. Um, but you I still, do think it is fun. Like there is some merit to the to the film still. You still think it's uh, Predator's better though, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, of course, right. Yeah. Just to make sure we're not going crazy town here. Just... No, no. We're, I'm not going to go crazy on my rating, but it's, okay. I did enjoy it more this time as like just a kind of a B-movie setup of, I like the people that they have for this film and how they're kind of just very multicultural. They bring their own war style and battle style to it. And uh, I do like seeing the Predator or pred some Predator versus that. Yeah. I will say... Although I've got, I've got a lot of things to say about it, but I guess the first thing I would say about it is that it's kind of like an old sequel, and, and when I say an old sequel, I mean, like, sequels used to basically, you know, sequels that used to be kind of, the uninspired sequel used to be, oh, it's just kind of a remake of the first one with different characters. And 
this is on an alien planet, it's not on Earth, but it's still a jungle, so it doesn't actually make much of a difference in the long run. You know, it still feels like it's just copying and doing the first movie. The music's mostly like the setup. mostly from the first movie. Uh, there's just a lot of things that just don't feel like it's doing enough to actually make it feel like its own distinct film. Whereas, I mean, I know Predator 2, it's a really easy thing, but just saying it in a city immediately gives it this different feel and flavor. It and just does. someone so different from Arnold Schwarzenegger as the lead also. Yeah. And it's also a, a way more fun and likable cast, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I like a lot of the actors in this. Uh, I will say, though, Adrian Brody is miscast in this movie. He does not belong here. And he is... <sighs> he sucks the life out of everything in this movie. Every time he tries to sound tough in this when he's doing his tough man voice, like it, it got more laughable as the movie went on. And <laughs> I think it, it, it ruins the ensemble chemistry. Um mm-hmm. You know, because you know, obviously, like, the, one of the, some of the surprising names that were, were popping up in here, uh, Mahersha Ali, I, I forget every time I see it that he was in this because this was before I knew who he was when this came out. Uh, I didn't know who he was till Moonfall. Or not Moonfall. Moonfall? <laughs> he was in Moonfall. <laughs> Moonlight, I think, is what you were Moonlight. trying to say. <laughs> Somehow I always bring Moonfall back. Uh, I think I... Justice for Moonfall. I think I first caught him in uh, Luke Cage and then he started being in, like, oscar-winning movies and stuff like right after that and that's kind of like yeah. where i got quite to know him uh but you know diatrio's got a, a role in here Topher grace is in here walton goggins where do you believe it? he's a scumbag because <laughs> walton goggins always plays scumbags uh lawrence fishburne's got a role in here um like so you've got an interesting kind of cast uh to a point uh but i don't think the characters are ever as entertaining as the characters in Predator 2, and I don't think that the characters or the direction, and especially the direction, is ever, you know, like, Predator 2 is not necessarily a great movie per se, but it's kind of good, silly fun. This movie's mm-hmm. taking itself very seriously, which would be fine if it was also, like, really good, <laughs> but because it's not nothing compared to the first movie, is that you kinda, you're kind of left with this middling thing where I'm not having, like, the silly fun that I had in Predator 2, but you're also not good enough to really capture what made Predator special or or unique you know like and it's not just because adrian brody's not arnold right i mean obviously that's a big deal but that's not even the the core problem the it's you know like there's a guy with a minigun so it's like okay you're kind of trying to do jesse ventura character again with the russian and it just kind of feels like, i think the best example is uh quite early on in the film there's a scene where they all shoot their guns together right and it's obviously oh this is their moment like the first movie where they're all going to shoot um but it's done, you know, inferior to what the original movie did. It not just because it's like a, a retread, but because you actually see what they're shooting at, and it's a target, and it actually just makes them all look the shit aiming <laughs> because none of them hit it for ages. <laughs> and they I just, wasted a lot of bullets. They wasted a lot of bullets, and you can see, oh, maybe they think the thing's just armored and they are hitting it, and it just takes a lot to go down. Now you see, you get taken out with one bullet, like two scenes later. So, like, that, that's not the case at all. So it's just now it's just like the key example for me early on where it went oh it's doing a lot of the first movie again but just nowhere near as good and mm-hmm. that's kind of how i feel about the whole thing it's, it's not terrible like i think it's, it's it's fairly watchable i think it's a little bit dull in places I, I think the biggest problem i probably have is that some of the more interesting ideas that could have been good i think are kind of just poorly executed uh, i won't say what they are till we get spoilers of course but uh lawrence fishburne's whole character i think there was so much potential with that idea and it's, like, mm-hmm. just thrown away as quickly as possible. Like, it's just, you know, he, he's introduced and then 
Like, it takes this left turn and that's it. It's, it's gone. Yeah. Um, even the, like, Topher Gray stuff, I also feel kind of mm. that way. Um, where there's going to be a bit of a twist with him. And I just don't... I don't understand why he's there still. Like, it doesn't really make any sense to me as to why he was brought here based on the rules that they have um, in the film. And also... Um, well, I mean, I don't hate... Uh, yeah, I agree. I like I, I like the ideas uh, for a lot of the film, um, but execution-wise, I think could have been better. And I think I don't know if it's the directing or the casting. I don't think. I mean, Adrian Brody's a great actor, and I think he's. I think he can play this part. Um, I think a lot of it's just the dialogue is well. We have to get all the Arnold lines to Adrian Brody, oh, this, he, and they just don't come off. It's like, not even natural. just Arnold lines. He has like, he paraphrases Scarface at one point and says he says say goodbye to your little friend at one point. He says that and it just comes off as so try hard, <laughs> like it just doesn't work. Yeah, so like trying to shoehorn in all the lines from the first movie so that we're like oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's that it's that line um, oh yeah the, the, the <laughs> russian it's just dumb but. yeah the russian guy at one point says yeah they were shooting in every direction i'm like yeah billy said that in the first mm -hmm. one yeah you know you're, you're like and it's you know I, I, and i i could get past that to a point but it, it, it kind of makes the characters feel that they're just kind of a bit hollow so i never really get invested in them as a group and care about them in the same way that i did in the first movie um you know, and it's a shame because, like, part of the story they're trying to tell with uh, Adrian Brody's character is he's this guy who's kind of, like, lost his humanity and he's too cold. But by the end of the movie, maybe he will care about someone else again and maybe he'll regain some of his humanity through trying to survive a predator. And I actually, like, on paper, that sounds like a great idea. If you can actually tell me that story where someone is this cold, merciless killer but becomes more of a human being over the course of the film and like is willing to try and save someone else and it's kind of this story about regaining your humanity in the most like extreme circumstance possible I'm like that sounds like a great idea but it's so undercooked in the movie that like when when the emotional beats are supposed to be playing i'm just kind of like ah, i don't you know i don't really feel this uh did you did you think they cast the woman as someone who looks a lot like the girl from the first film on purpose I think, yeah. Although she said at the start she's IDF, which, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's there's really the defense force, right? I'm not sure, but man, she looked a lot like her. To the point where I just had to check. She's a Brazilian <laughs> actress, because I looked her up. Uh, Alice Braga. Yeah. She, was in a, uh, she was in I Am Legend, and she was in something else. Uh, so she was in a few, few movies around this time period. Mm -hmm. But uh, she... I mean, and she's all right. Like, she's fine. Uh, yeah, she's fine in the film. I just thought that, you know, she she just had so many similar like facial features to um to the girl from the from the first movie. I actually I, I know they're not the same, but like I had to look it up cuz I'm just like is this like just an homage to her or are they trying to say it's the same woman? Oh, um, oh they were never saying it was the same. I mean, I thought you were going to say maybe she was maybe her daughter or something. <laughs> like the same. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how young she is in that film, but I guess this movie is like 25 years later. Yeah, that 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 woman in the first movie is like 50 at least by now. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. I think there is maybe a reason why they wanted someone that reminds you of Anna in the first movie. Uh, I'll save it for spoilers why, but it's a very small, it's like a small little reason but it like uh, it's the only thing i can really come up with as to why they maybe went in that route uh but um 
yeah, I, I don't know, you know, like, the, because the characters are all people who don't know each other, so, I mean, and that's one of the things that is different from the first movie, because the first movie is this close, tight-knit team who are all, like, we've all worked together multiple times, and we all each have each other's back, so there's kind of, like, a, a camaraderie. This is the opposite. This is a bunch of strangers who wake up on an alien planet, you know, they all parachute down at the start, and they have to, like, figure things out. And, you know, they're not all ne necessarily the nicest of people, because they're all killers of some kind, right? So... You've got someone from the cartel, you've got someone from the Yakuza, you've got various people from various militaries, you know, from uh, across the, the planet, and you've got a doctor, which, you know, makes sense to me, because it's like, oh, they need, like, a medic to make it a fair fight. They need someone who can patch them up. Um, So, like, you know, like, I think conceptually, like, I don't hate this as an idea. Um, The location is a bit too similar to just the jungle on Earth. I mean, I know there's, like, one alien plant and a couple of alien dog things, but, like, for the most part, it's like, ah, you know, it could just be a jungle on Earth. It doesn't really matter that much. But, um, it's all execution. Like, I think, you know, another thing I'd compare it to with the first movie is, like, just how much, how epic the last, like, 15, 20 minutes of the first movie is. Because, you know, Arnold, like, figures out the, the weakness, and right after that, he's like, okay, I can make one last stand. So we get this big montage of him preparing all these traps, and it feels like... We've all, it's all came down to this. Everyone else, and I'm, you know, spoilers for Predator 1, I guess, but I'm assuming everyone's vaguely familiar with it at this point. But it's all come down to this, and Arnold is like, I'm going to go one-on-one -on -one with a son of a bitch, and we're going to do this. And it feels so epic. It feels like it's built up to. There's like this momentum get into it. And like by comparison, I, I feel like the entire ending of this is just this limp, lackluster, oh, I guess we're at the end now. It's time to, to wrap up, you know? Mm -hmm. When it actually cuts to credits, I'm just kind of like, Oh, that was very anticlimactic and unsatisfying. And I don't really feel like you actually gave me a big showdown or conclusion in any way. Um, which is a shame. Uh, so, uh, I, I would describe it as just watchable, but just kind of eh a lot of the time. And, mm. you know, it, 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 it doesn't go deep enough into its more interesting ideas, sadly. And, yeah. Uh, it, it just, it leaves me just, like... This is a Predator movie, but it's, it's like, a really safe, borderline boring Predator movie at times. And, yeah. you know, that's a shame. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, my opinion's not really changed with any of the viewings. Like, if anything, every viewing's just reinforced exactly how I feel about it. I feel no different to it now. <laughs> Which is a shame. I think I like it a little bit more this time because of the different, uh, like, the multicultural aspect of it. So we sort of get a bunch of different types of Predator films in, like, at least one scene, you know. And um, I, I I did enjoy the, without my expectations being high this time, I think I just enjoyed it a bit more. I, I like the, um, oh, what was I going to say? I think I lost it. <laughs> this is leading up to that, that moment where she's going to have everyone laughing. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and talk? <laughs> I think I lost it. I don't know what else I was going to say, but I, I, I just I don't know. I, I like the setup of it anyway. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think the first time you see a predator on screen, it's kind of like an underwhelming. It doesn't feel like a big moment. It just kind of happens. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I guess maybe this is all coming down to me saying I don't really like the director that much. I, I don't think he makes the most out of all of the scenes that he has in the movie. I feel like a lot of them are. They don't feel like as big and as impactful or as tense or as special as they should. Whereas if you watch the original Predator, like every single interaction with the Predator feels like a big deal. It feels like this is the next little slither you're getting of the Predators. 
here it kind of feels like yeah they're 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 hiding them for a while and stuff but i don't know there's just there's no sense of uh i, I go back to that word momentum there's just there's very little momentum in this like in the first like 15 20 minutes when they're just kind of wandering around the jungle and realizing they might not be on earth i'm just kind of like i just i don't know there's there's not a whole lot of whereas in the original predator they had like a purpose so they were kind of like on this mission so there was this direction to go in to begin mm. with and there was this and sort of gets invaded by a sci-fi movie yeah yeah that's part <laughs> of the fun of it right <laughs> um I, I think they had to shake up like how they told the story a little bit the premise is fine the premise of like predators like basically you know abducting several people from earth and putting them on this like random planet that they because yeah, this is not their home planet we never get that impression this is just some planet they use as a hunting ground and you know they, they dump people here uh you know like the only new thing i think i noticed that anyone like they added to the predator lore in this is that one of them has like a drone that like flies around mm-hmm. once and that's kind of it like there's very little Pre- predator 2 yeah, by comparison there's, two, there's also two different designs of predator well there's of one too there's, there's, there's four well there's two different types of predator in this oh yeah they add a little bit to the lore and they say that there's bigger predators who don't like the little predators and the little predator is actually the one that we know the, the little predator is kind of the predator from well it's not, not the exact predator but he's the same type of predator as mm. from the, the I, I was first thinking two that uh, the one uh, you you see one that looks almost like the uh, the the Jean Claude Van Damme version of the Predator. Oh, but that's not a Predator though. That's just a random alien creature. Yeah, that, that's okay. the, that's just a wink wink for people who know like yeah what that is. <laughs> that's why it's there. Yeah, if you don't know, the st- right. yeah, there are larger it, and smaller ones too. If you don't know the story here. Uh, when they were designing the Predators for the first movie, they actually came up with this design and Jean-Claude Van Damme was rumoured to actually be the one in the suit. But then he turned it down and they hired Stan Winston to come and make the Predator that we all know and love. But the original design was very different and you kind of see something that looks like it in this movie. And I think it's just maybe like a random creature that, you know, it's like, ah, you know, it's an Easter egg. It's not like a bright, fiery orange-red this time, though, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it's just kind of thing. Yeah, they they set up this idea that yeah, like there's there's predator, there's like a sort of like civil war or a hierarchy within the predators, and it's okay. I I like you know I, I think Predator Two by comparison like added at least more fun stuff to pre- the Predator I like lore than this did. Yeah, some really cool set pieces also. Because I'll say this, I think the the idea of the respect that a predator has for you if you manage to take one of them down that's introduced at the end of Predator 2. I think that is far more interesting a concept than, like, this, like, Civil War thing, or not even if it's a Civil War, but, like, this Predator v. Predator thing they introduced in this feels a little bit less uh, exciting to me, because... Yeah, plus, I mean, it's it's so defeatist. Like, is there a reward for survival in this, you know? Like, you're, you're on yeah, a, an alien point. planet. Like, what is the point of living? Because, yeah, it, it sounds like uh, people who have survived before just eventually get killed. And, you know, the whole point of the end of Predator 2 is that if you do actually win a fair fight against a Predator, the other Predators will respect that you've done that and be like, here's a reward. Uh, yeah. We're off. Do you, like, hitch a ride home? And, <laughs> and, I, I, and I, I genuinely think that idea of the respect that you earn from them is a genuinely good... It's a cool feature. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's like, oh, there's this sense of honor to them that it makes them far more interesting than here where i mean maybe you could suggest that the smaller predators which are the ones that are in the previous films they're the ones that have honor and these bigger ones are assholes and they don't respect this kind of thing so maybe yeah uh, i don't know but it does kind of take away from from predator 2's lore that's been established though yeah I, lore so, that we liked 
honestly like is that an intentional thing or am i just trying to make it make sense and they didn't think about this and they don't care that it doesn't line up with predator 2 because let's face it this movie wants to homage predator 1 it's not really that interested in calling back to predator 2 that much i guess you know maybe because most people aren't like us and don't like that film but you mean they're wrong (laughs) (laughs) they are wrong i mean even alien versus predator sort of had that the whole respect thing going it does i'm not gonna lie i think alien versus predator the first one is a little better than this yeah i i think this is objectively probably a better movie in the sense that it's got less silly stuff in it but the silly stuff is kind of why i think that's more entertaining mm-hmm. so it's, yeah that's, i agree with that yeah avp's Except dumber the whole you know cold thing oh here we go with a cold at least again. this one has like a jungle climate because <laughs> it's warm <laughs> maybe that was the, maybe that's the point though is that they wanted the predators to have a challenge so they have to do it in a, a crap climate maybe is there a chance that this is not a real place and this is some sort of simulation for them to because they said at one point like the sun never moves uh and so you think this is the, this is like a predator's big hollow deck? Yeah. I mean, given that you see a ship kind of flying away a bit later on, I would say probably not. But it, in terms of the idea, though, I would say it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just I I think the whole idea Maybe this, it's like a big Truman Show dome arena I, thing. I think the idea of this maybe as a Truman Show thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, sure. Or like a Hunger Games arena. The idea of the sun not moving, though, I think was them just trying to say that this is a weird, different solar system that works differently. Yeah. Even though, like, I don't know how it works without orbiting around the sun, but... I don't know. Or I imagine the planet's not rotating then? Yeah, that's what, that's what it'll be, yeah. It'll be like the moon. Like, it'll be, uh... What would you call it? Tide-locked? Yeah, it's stuck in a... Stuck in some sort of rotation thing yeah. where it does rotate, but it's always in lock with the Earth. Yeah, so that, that would be the same in this case with the sun, or this planet. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, Sounds hot. <laughs> literally, okay. <laughs> yes. Not sexy. I was, yeah, well, what you mean Brody's not bad. I was like, what do you mean? What's sexy about that? I'm like, oh, no, she means hot, hot. <laughs> As in sweaty. And again, not sexy sweaty, just sweaty. <laughs> yeah, not Adrian Brody. You keep start like I, I'm not. I, I'm not mean to badmouth Adrian. I think Adrian Brody's a fine actor, but I don't think he's he's correctly cast in this. He takes me out of this movie. He does not belong yeah. in this role. And I know people are going to say about the Danny Glover. I'm like, well, yeah, because he was the the private investigator style character. He wasn't meant to be Arnold. Whereas Adrian mm-hmm. Brody in this is kind of meant to be Arnold in a weird way. Well, he's he's meant to be like um, special ops, right, for American military. For something, yeah. For something. Yeah, I mean, he's just covered in tactical gear. Everyone looks like they've been transported directly from wherever they were at war. Yeah, but you know, but he's clearly meant to be the Arnold kind of like comparison to the fact that later on in the film, he's topless and he's like covered in mud. Like they're going for the Arnold look on him. Sure. And I mean, it, he doesn't have the charisma, but... No, he doesn't. And it rings false. It all rings false. So I, I think he is so miscast. Every time I've seen it, I think that's actually the one thing that's gotten worse for me is I think like Adrian Brody's like presence has gotten worse every time I've watched it because every time I just like, he's trying to be enigmatic and like, you know, 
if uh, if you don't want to fall behind and keep up and follow me then and you know he's, he's trying to be like gruff and like badass the whole time and i just i just don't feel it like i just don't feel it at all uh it yeah. if, it feels like a bunch of fans try to make a sequel to predator one and it feels like that you know it feels like oh this is a fan made and it, obviously it's a studio film oh actually on that point um I felt a little bit sad at the start of this because the 20th Century Fox logo, I don't know if you noticed that uh, when it came on, uh, it, it was obviously just this year when this came out, uh, the camera went up at the end of it and a big 75 came up because it was the 75th anniversary of Fox. <laughs> and I felt a little bit sad because I'm like, oh, you're not Fox anymore. You're you're never going to be 100. <laughs> yeah, now you're... I mean, maybe they'll just say 20th Century Studios is 100, but it's a bit of a, you know, it's a, bit of a cheat. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no! Yeah. I mean, no, that, I now mean, you're th- Disney. There's no love lost, uh, as far as I'm concerned, with you know News Corp who owned 20th Century Fox. But uh, 20th Century Fox is a movie studio. Like you know, obviously, I have a lot of fun memories of their movies. I also saw that the uh, special effects were done by Ubisoft. That's why the ship looked bad later. On. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Ubisoft makes movies now. I mean, they came out with that werewolf one right last year. But I didn't know, like, they've been doing special effects for films. Well, that was based on their game. Did they make the movie? Did they produce it? I don't know. I just saw it in the in the end credits, because I wanted to see if there was a an end credit scene. So I just, just in case, because it is around the time where, like, people were doing that. Oh, I don't know. So, um, but, so I was scanning through the credits, and then, like, Ubisoft came up for special effects. Uh, interesting. Uh I mean, not the effect, I mean, like, obviously the Predators are, you know, their suits, their prosthetics, they, so they look, by and large, pretty good. They've got some interest. Yeah. They, they make a point of having... There's some cool cool designs on the helmets and stuff. Yeah, they, they all have different masks, so you can sort of tell them apart uh, mm-hmm. well enough, so, which is fine. You know, that's a good idea. Um, uh, there's a couple of shots, though, of, like, like a derelict ship, like, on a cliff's edge and a couple of things like that that look a bit dodgy by today's standards. Uh, maybe like a video game. Maybe like a video game, which is the fact that Ubisoft did it is really funny, actually. <laughs> Because that's what people say, right? When vi- when CG is bad, they say, oh, it's like a video game. I'm like, well, Ubisoft. <laughs> there you go. It's just a, a model they reused on a later... What games do they make with ships on it? I don't know. Uh, ah, they could put a spaceship in Assassin's know. Creed. I know, whatever. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbids. Far Cry, right? Yeah, yeah, Far Cry and Rabbids. I don't know if Rabbids makes sense for a spaceship either. They do the Cl- Tom Clancy games. Sure, yeah, they made a lot of Tom Classic games, yeah. Yeah. Did any of those go to space? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um they're doing the Avatar game coming up, but obviously that's that was much later than this. <laughs> so Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. That'd be exciting. Um yeah, it's 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 a it's a mixed bag, it's underwhelming. And that's kind of just how I describe it. If I was to sum it up in a word, it's like, ah, oh, it's, it's just a big underwhelming thing. Yep. <laughs> and that's it. And there's a lot of reasons, but we've hated on some of them. We'll, we'll go into some more details we go through the spoilers, but that's the that's the gist of it. It's just a big underwhelming movie that sadly, like, I don't think I'm ever going to want to watch again now. Like, I think, you know, now that I've reviewed it for this show, like, unless there's a reason to revisit it for some reason, I don't think, like, for me, if I'm going to rewatch Predator and Predator 2, like, I can stop there now. I don't mm-hmm. need to watch the rest of them at this point. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, Prey will be one that I want to, like, add into the rewatch rotation. It's but... a good trailer. 
It's a good trailer. We're hoping that... Yeah, that's a good point. Since the last time we did a AVP movie, we've had a trailer for Prey. And mm-hmm. um, it looks good. It does look good. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Uh, so... Different kind of setting, different setup, different character types. They're different uh, technology level, which I think is the, the most interesting thing about it. Yes. Uh, even the Predator seems to have a different, you know, he doesn't have all of his toys because it's like a Predator from, you know, hundreds of years ago. So Love it. Yeah, it's all good ideas. So, uh, yeah, here's hoping. Um, but I, I guess we'll get the spoiler warning then and we can we can talk about things a bit more a bit more openly. I suppose we'll get, we'll get out the way that the one minor connection to the original film, and it is minor, <laughs> is when they find the first Predator, uh, the the lady, because for the most part, I'm going to just use the actor names. Uh, so, uh, Alice Braga, and two of the main characters don't even reveal their names till the very ending. So it's really hard to even think of them as their character names. Isabel. Uh, it was Isabel, yeah. But, okay. Uh, I-, I know Adrian Brody because it's the same as my uncle, Royce. Okay. <laughs> that's a Not weird a name. Na- I hear often. Yeah, so. that's, that's a weird name. I don't think I knew the name Royce until he said it. But yeah, another character has the name of my grandfather. Edwin. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Lots of odd names that are part of my heritage. A lot of, lot of Canadian names, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, so now, uh, she like, sort of like, looks like she's having a moment of recognition. Uh, like, like, you know, this means something to her. And then Adrian Brody calls her out and it wants to run away from the, the big attack. And she's like, 1987. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> there was a group of six men and a CIA uh, liaison who went into the jungle and they encountered something and they came out. Uh, the one survivor gave a detailed description uh, and it was that thing on there. And I'm just kind of like, okay, all right. Like, this, this is all you're getting. This, this is the only connection it's going to have to the previous movies is this. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Like, I, I don't need it to connect. I mean, Prey's not going to connect. Like, I, 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 well, I better not. I, if they do some sort of weird, like, foreshadowing in Prey. <laughs> oh, I mean, it doesn't make much sense unless Predators, like, live for hundreds of years. But what if the twist at the end of Prey is that the Predator in it is actually the same Predator that goes on to take on Arnold? Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't Maybe. think so. But the, <laughs> unless Predators live for, like, 300 years or something. Uh Maybe longer or than have that. time travel. Yeah, or have time travel. You never know. Because uh, they wouldn't use time travel to like change reality or the future. They would use time travel just to improve their sport. Sure. They wouldn't be like the Borg or anything. You know, like tame, tame, use time travel to take over a planet. Yeah, but if they, they kill- don't care about that, they don't want resources. Well, yeah, but if they kill someone hundreds of years ago, like the butterfly effect, or they are going to change the future. They may not I mean to do true. it. But well, maybe they, maybe they know. Maybe they know who's who okay. can be fodder. Sure, maybe we would have done some research. I mean, that's the thing in this movie, is that, do they have, like, like spies and, like, government who can, like, like dish out who's good at killing and stuff? Because they, or even, like, PIs, because they seem to, because, I mean, obviously, so one of the twists of the movie is that Topher Grace's character, like, because at first you think, oh, he's a doctor, so that's his role, but then the twist yeah, is... Yeah, he's a medic to, yeah. uh, to, to make it maybe, like, an equal playing field. Yeah, but the twist is, is that he's actually just another killer, but he's a serial killer. He's someone who just murders people. He's, I mean, he is a doctor. I think as well, but he's also a serial killer. And they just got scouts everywhere, I guess. Yeah, like how did they? How did they figure this out? How did they know this? How did they like know to go to him? If, if if even the authorities, even if he's not been caught yet, because Walton Goggins, he's in the system. He's in he's in a prison, right? He's he's about to be executed for all his crimes. 
Right. Yeah. They could have taken anyone, I guess, from a prison. So, they, so, they but they got one who was really, like, horrible. <laughs> are they sending, like, a team of predators down in camouflage just to, like, spy on people for, like, months to, like, figure out who a serial killer is? Yeah, I don't I don't know. That twist was so weird to me. I'm like, why is this... I mean, it's, it's in here for so that, you know, we have a, a betrayal of our own kind. Who are the real predators? <laughs> but... At the same time, it's just like this doesn't make sense to the to the rules here. Yeah, and and the sad part is, is that because obviously, like the the one that we associate more with the the past movies, like they try and befriend at one point because he's tied up, and it's like, oh maybe he'll fly the alien ship out here so we can get away. Um, and it's like okay, so we kind of did this in AVP, the idea of like teaming up with a predator. Still love the idea, but mm-hmm. like. All he does is press a couple of buttons, Adrian Brody runs away, and then the Predator gets into a fight with the other Predator and dies, and it's like, okay, so we did nothing with that. We did nothing yeah. with the idea of coexisting and working together. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> it's just done. <laughs> it's the same with Lawrence Fishburne's thing. He shows up, oh, this is someone who's surviving, he's stolen some Predator tech so he can camouflage, he's got a mask, and he's got some of the armor that hides his heat signature, and then within 10 minutes, it turns out he's crazy, and he's trying to kill them so he can eat them, uh, and stuff. Like... Again, it's just so quickly, it's just thrown out the window. Here, Here's a thought. Um, uh-huh. I know. Big surprise. Uh, if High expectations. If you have a... <laughs> if you have a, like, elite team of people who every, like, few months uh, just get abducted by aliens, or, like, at one, maybe your best guy gets abducted by aliens... Um, don't you think people would like notice? Because it seems like these cycles that they go through aren't really that long, um, and they only go for a specific type of person. So mm-hmm. if people aren't really like noticing all the people disappearing, like on Earth, <laughs> like I, I buy, are they maybe working with the predators? Like, is there some <laughs> sort of deal where it's like we will send you our best if you don't come here? <laughs> so long as you don't like invade our planet anymore and choose people at well, random two points on this first point is that just on the like wouldn't people notice i would buy that maybe the yakuza and the cartel would just accept that sometimes people go missing because they're mm-hmm. uh, you know because it's more shady and like yeah. stuff uh but yeah the military sides of things it's like now nah, people would sort of like notice if like there's just consistently people disappearing every if it's your best guy yeah also. <laughs> like constantly uh, okay is this uh, yeah uh, yeah, the idea that, I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily working with a deal, but I, I suspect they've got at least someone on the inside. Because, like, someone has to be coming up with, like, oh, here's a list of all the good operators we've got. Here's a list of all the good, you know, militia. Here's a list of all the good, <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I sort of like that idea, because then it's sort of a punishment for people who, you know, make a career out of murdering, or, like, legally murdering, and also illegally murdering. Which is a problem, because it means there's no one to really be that sympathetic with. You know, the first Predator made a good point of saying, no, we're a rescue squad, we don't needlessly just go around killing people without, you know, a good mm-hmm. reason for it. So, you, you were able to like them. And that's where maybe the idea of, like, your lead one or two characters having a, a redemption, like, finding their humanity arc, would actually be really ballsy if they could pull it off. I don't think the movie does, though. I think the movie, like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of there. If you, you know, if you, if you have a Look sideways, and you kind of squint a little bit, and maybe mm-hmm. you can see it vaguely. You also know right from the beginning exactly who's going to make it. Oh yeah, it's very clear who the who the leads are, and everyone else mm-hmm. is a red shirt. Yeah, because uh, their backstories are all like, I like to rape women, 
before. <laughs> I like to poison people. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, Walton Goggins going on about you know the the quote unquote bitch raping time as he puts it. Um, yeah. That is not funny. I will admit, I laughed a little bit at the follow-up to it, where Topher Grace walks away, sits down next, next to the big Russian guy that he's kind of befriended, and the Russian guy just goes, you should stay away from him. He's like, yep. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was okay, that was, sli- that was slightly amusing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, yeah, he's just like this awful... And that's the thing, he gets this weird death where he's like, go, go, it's as if he's sacrificing himself for the others, and I'm like, this doesn't fit his character. He's like the most despicable one of the whole bunch. Like, there's no. Why wasn't he trying to rape anyone? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does say the other, the, the one lady has a nice ass at one point. I guess that's like mm-hmm. hinting that you might get, try it at some point later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I bet Brody has a nice butt. I don't think it's his type, though. <laughs> no. Anyone who reminds him of his sister, I guess. Oh yeah, he's tattooed of his, his topless sister. Because I thought he was going to say, I'm just effing with you after he said that, but he never did. That's like, oh wait, you're being serious? That's yeah. actually, that, that topless woman in your tattoo is your sister? The, I love Walton Goggins, and I do think he's hilarious most of the time. Most of the not time. in this movie. No, not in this. <laughs> I, it's, you know, obviously, he's typecast as like scumbags and racists a lot. Um, and as far he as that... so well. I know he's yeah. not, or I believe he's not that kind of person yeah, yeah. in real life, but as far he's an as actor, it, you know? As far as I know, he is probably a lovely person in real life. I don't know for sure, but I have no reason to suspect that he is anything but a nice guy. Uh, but he is constantly cast as just pieces of shit. Like, his yeah. two Tarantino roles are like, just, you're just like a turd. <laughs> like, you're a yeah. scum of humanity. Uh, and here, uh, you know... He's all right in, uh, in Hateful Eight. Well, he has a bit of a... He has an okay ending. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty shitty for a lot he's of the He's pretty racist, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, Rachel's Gemstones is kind of different, but it's comedy. He is scummy in that, too. He is scummy, but he's scummy. He's, scummy. he's more like a used car salesman kind of scummy in that than, yeah. than what he is in all these other movies. It's a um, smile, man. He, even that's in The Shield, which is where I know him from and where he really kind of got his big start. Uh, and that's a great show, and his character's great. Uh, even in that, he's definitely the scummiest of the group. You know, he's not mm-hmm. as scummy as, as he is in the movies that he's in afterwards, but he's definitely the scummiest of the group. Right. It's just it's Walton Goggins. This is what this thing is. Um, <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Do you know, the sad part uh, about Lawrence Fishburne's character, you know, the, the guy who survived and he's he's here and hiding and he's he's, he's stolen Predator gear. Is that it's just so disappointing they went the you know the the apocalypse now he's lost his mind route because I genuinely was like no give me some give me someone who is like capable and has been able to like survive for a long time like that is so interesting as a, as a concept honestly like I didn't mind that as a character flaw for him I mean because otherwise like you're in a survival situation and you have a pretty sweet setup right now why would you risk bringing in people. Uh, bringing in people who will give you away but if his weakness is that he's just so lonely that he's making up other people around him then okay now i buy why he needs to help these people i i i I I just don't think it's acted very well i can agree with that but i i I could get on board with him having some quirks because he's been on his own right and he's he's lonely um i'm okay with that but the fact that he he immediately just turns around and tries to kill them all, uh, to to me just felt like a really quick, cheap way to 
just move on. And it just, it felt like it squandered any potential it had. Especially if, if the theme of this movie is going to be characters who are, like, refinding their humanity. Like, this type of character who we see is kind of, like, weird and cookie, but ultimately has a heart, could actually be a really, like, nice thing to add to the themes of the film, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, like, you know, whatever he does for them could help inspire the lead character to have a heart again. Maybe, you know, something like that. Sure. Yeah. And... You know, Adrian Brody, you know, he makes this choice at the end to not go on the Predator ship. And good for him, because the other Predator blows up, like, as soon as it takes off, pretty much. But when he made that choice and he shows up to come back and help uh, Isabel and Topher Grace, uh, I just thought, like, I, I don't know why you made this choice. Nothing about this movie has told me that you've learned or grown a conscience for this mm-hmm. ending, for this choice that you've just made. Uh, he just does it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he just feels like he needs to be the hero all of a sudden yeah there's no there's no catalyst no <laughs> i don't know he, the whole movie he's just talking about how heartless he is yeah and, and so center focused on survival and you know what so, such a thing in movies is show don't tell and when you have a character just telling us what he is the whole movie um that only works if it's wrong if he keeps saying he's something, but he's not really, because then you sort of like, mm-hmm. okay, so he's kind of overcompensating because it's a sign that he's insecure and he's trying to mask the fact that he's actually, you know, let's say you've got a character saying, I'm tough, I'm tough, I'm tough. It's because they're scared. They're scared shitless and they're trying to hide yeah. it, right? And that makes it more interesting and it means that there's a character thing here. Whereas here, though, the movie is like, no, he's really tough, he's tough, he's tough. And he's saying, I'm tough, I'm tough, I'm tough. Oh no, I've made a choice at the end <laughs> to be good all of a sudden. It just, it comes True. off as so forced and phony. Um, so I, I can't I can't get on board with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was really excited to see Lawrence Fishburne because I do think he's a great actor. But again, like I just don't think every time he, I think he's just overdoing it a, a bit in this. And like I think you could have like a really intimidating, strong actor who comes off as like very tough, and like this is why he survived for so long. Also, have his mind go a little bit. And, you know, I think someone could have pulled that off, but he doesn't really do that in this. And I don't know if he's at fault or if it's the direction, director, since there are problems in this film that are kind of consistently linked to just actors. Well, I, I would say it's more likely to be a director problem because you, you, you've said this twice. This is twice in the same movie you've said, I like this actor, mm-hmm. but he's not good in this. I like this actor, but he's not good in this. That's usually a sign that it's the director who's not directing them properly. And right. not not like you know getting them to rein it in in the right places, or maybe just doesn't give them any good direction. So they're just kind of like, oh well, I'll just I'll just go for it, whatever mm-hmm. you know I feel like doing. Um. So, yeah, it, it it's kind of an awkward uh, hodgepodge of things, and the actual direction as far as like the how the movie looks and how it feels and how the big moments are handled, I don't think is very good either. It, like, it, it kind of squanders all these big moments. Like, nothing feels special about the first time you see a Predator. Nothing feels special when there's a bit of a showdown. They kind of just show up and, like, that's it. It's time to, to run away. Um, And I, I think when you start comparing it to... I mean, maybe it's unfair to compare it to the original, but I don't think it's... I don't think that's an unfair thing to do in general, though. Like, if you're talking about a sequel... Like, you have to compare it to what came before. The whole point is that it's meant I to mean, advance it. I mean, going to be quoting it the whole time also, then yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does repeatedly. Uh, you know. Uh, there, I, I guess there is no chopper for them to get to, though. No. Uh, and I don't think anyone says you're one ugly mother effort, mm-hmm. do they? They sure do. Adrian Brody says it's the first It's the first red flag, actually. Is this yeah. early on? Is this uh, when he first says, se- 
what the f are you i think is what he says okay so he doesn't see it then yeah so he doesn't see it i thought it, i thought it was that line but yeah uh, right. it's well, a different line the first predator you see is already his mask off so there's like no there's no mask taken off to do that moment so like it would be weird <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah it's, it's kind of a shame how, how much the cast are kind of squandered uh sadly uh another big thing that happens in the movie that has to be brought up is they kind of do another version of the like the billy like you know billy takes his stuff off he just has a knife and he's going to st- he's going to try and go one-on-one with the predator they do that again in this movie but this time it's the yakuza guy and when they're in Lawrence fishburne's little den on the, the crash ship uh, he picks up a katana. So he's going. To, he takes off his shirt. He's got his like dragon tattoo or whatever he is on his back, and he's going to take on the, the one of the predators like one on one. Unlike the first movie, though, it doesn't cut away. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's good because if you're going to sort of tease the same style of moment, I think to make it different, you have to actually do the fight now and make it cool. Um, I, I would actually s- like the scene quite a bit. I would say the fight is. I, I don't know if it lives up to expectations. It's not bad, but it, it's well, it's it's not like a, a, it's like a traditional samurai fight though. It doesn't feel like it's um, trying to overdo it as much. Like you feel like okay, this this is trying to be it's like Kurosawa moment, which I know is a, a bit of a reach, but like <laughs> he's clearly trying to insp- like think of that. You know, like how would someone from Seven Samurai fight? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not. It, it's not overly flashy. I'm not disputing the fighting. Like I wanted to just be a samurai fight with a predator. That's what I want. Yeah, I'm saying that's awesome. Maybe I'm, the next movie also. <laughs> I'm saying that the execution of how it's shot, how it's edited, how it's presented is mediocre. Like it doesn't feel mm-hmm. that exciting to watch. Um, and this is a problem I have with sword fights in general. I think most sword fights in movies kind of suck. Like only once in a while does someone who knows how to shoot a sword fight actually do it in a way where I'm like, this is actually really cool and epic, and it feels like, uh, you know. Like, you brought up Kurosawa, obviously, is a good example. Um, I would also bring up the Samurai Trilogy. Um, uh, which, you know, Samurai 1, Mushashi Miyamoto, Samurai 2, Duel at uh, Ichijojo Temple, and then the third one's Duel at Ganryu Island, I think, the name of them. But it's a trilogy, uh, it's an on-Kurosawa-directed Samurai trilogy from Japan in the 50s. And that movie, those movies are so well shot, and every time there was a sword fight between two samurai, it felt like momentous and you felt mm-hmm. like the the slow build up as they're getting their footing as they're sort of like squaring up to actually go into the, the actual slashes and it made everything feel like there's thought behind every move whereas here it's just kind of like a t- generic you know yeah i guess so maybe it's just because this is the first time that there's seems to be some sort of style here in it at least where they're trying to do something like you know what you're getting now you're getting a samurai sword showdown against a predator so we're gonna like have it be very quiet have it just like a lot of cool shots from like above so that you can just see the, the grassland and stuff and going in the wind in the night like I, I liked that moment just because it was different from the rest of the film i don't think it's directed well enough to actually make it work as what it's supposed to be i appreciate the intent i appreciate the idea but um i like nimrod uh oh, that's not an insult that's his name <laughs> Nimrod uh, Antal is his name, uh, the director. Uh, he made Vacancy, which is just kind of an okay movie. It's not great. It's not. It's not bad though. It's fine. Uh, with Luke Wilson and uh... some woman. I want to say, is it Rachel McAdams? Is it no, Naomi not... Watts? No, it's not no. Naomi Watts. No, no, no. 
It might be uh, Kate Beckinsale, maybe? Could be Kate Beckinsale. You know what? I'll just click on his that name. That sounds right, actually. I'll just click on his name and find out who's, who's in uh, <laughs> who's in Vacancy. I, I haven't seen... I think I saw part of it. Is that the one with, like, a... There's, like, a snuff film playing in one yeah, of the Yeah, it's, it's a motel, and, yeah, the, the car breaks down, so they have to go to the motel. Uh, it has Kate Beckinsale. Yes, I was right. Okay, okay good. I mean, it took me a few tries, admittedly, but I got there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, he he's actually turned out to be a decent TV director. He's done some episodes of Servant. He did a couple of episodes of uh, Stranger Things. Uh, obviously, it's very different directing in a TV show where there's been a style, like, kind of established, and then you come in and just kind of mimic it as one of the episode directors. Mm-hmm. But... Um, maybe just TV's more of his footing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but certainly here, like, I just, I felt a lot of things, uh, just, just a lot of moments falling flat. Mm-hmm. Repeatedly. Like, I was repeatedly just feeling like, this doesn't feel like a big deal like it should, or it doesn't feel as cool as it should, or it doesn't feel this, and sometimes it's hard to pair that down, and I, I think, probably my biggest frustrations of talking about movies with someone who doesn't, like, you know, really care about movies the way that, like, everyone I interact with <laughs> on, online does, um, is if there's a thing in a thing, you know, if there's, if there's like a, a certain type of moment in a movie, it's just cool because the moment's there. And I'm like, well, no, but the, the moment has to actually, like, it just being there on its own is not enough. Like, just because there's a samurai fight, it, it has to actually, like, you know, be shot well. It has to uh, have momentum. It has to uh, feel like a dance. It has to have tension. And and maybe the fact that I barely care about the character as well is also a problem. Uh and also the predator that he fights is like the one who you see the least probably out of all the predators. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Why are you giving me a look? You're giving me a look here. So. I feel like you just insulted me. I'm not insulting you. <laughs> I'm not insulting you. I, I just People said, who don't know about movies. Thanks, jerk. No, 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 no. no. I wasn't talking about you. You understand what I'm saying. I'm not, like, uh, what's, the, what's an example? Uh, like, I remember when, like, one of the Resident Evil movies came out, and people like, oh, it's cool, because there's all these action scenes where there's, like, running down a building and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but, like, it's shot like a music video. It's shit. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um, I just said Samurai Fight, because that's what it is in this case. Um, but, you know, and it does the thing where they actually both die at the end. You know, it's like, oh, he actually did kill the Predator, but he died in the process, so they both fall over, kind of, like, mm-hmm. almost at the same time in the grass. And it's just like, okay, like... I appreciate the idea of what it was meant to be, but, you know, let's it's, it's, say you actually made me, like, care or get to know this character at least a little bit <laughs> over the course mm-hmm. of the movie. Uh, I might have given a shit when he was making his last stand, especially if it was, like, a, a, a like a, a heroic thing to save the others who were trying to get away. But it kind of, uh, you know, like, you didn't really get that vibe from it, I would say. Well, yeah, everybody's still um, distrusting of each other. Yeah. From the beginning, because, you know, everyone's kind of a scumbag. Yeah, that's a, and that's a problem with the movie, because there's no one to, like, really kind of root for. Like, I suppose you're supposed to, like, kind of... I guess the, the girl is fine. She seems... She's the one who always tries to help people. Yeah, she seems more honourable in general, I, I suppose, from the get-go. I suppose you're also supposed to kind of care for, for Topher Grace up until you, you can't anymore. Yeah, he seems throughout the film like he's not supposed to be there yeah like he's innocent and he's like kind of like it's not fair that he's here for all this uh i will say i'm glad that danny trejo was killed off early 
<laughs> not because I don't enjoy him, but like for me, he's a bit of a cartoon now. He's too, he's, yeah, it's just, it's just, he's too distracting because he's Danny Trio. Yeah. Yeah, he's too much of a machete now. Yeah, he's I machete. Just, I, yeah. I want him to, like, I was glad that he was the first to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I could take the movie just to skosh seri- more serious. That's all. Yeah, he is the first to go because he's the one that they, because he, he just kind of disappears. And then he's he's sort of set up while still sort of barely alive as a trap, and the Adrian boys didn't know it's a trap. Like the this is them laying a trap for us, so we have yeah, to leave him. Yeah, you keep hearing him say "help me" in like a really um, gargled voice, like he's got blood or something, yeah. and, he's, and he's not able to speak through it. I do like the moment where she gives him a mercy kill by shooting him from far away, and then you hear the voice again, <laughs> like "oh, he was always dead," or even if he was still slightly alive she just killed him for no reason <laughs> i don't know it was good well if he was slightly alive i'd say there's still a reason to it because it still put him out of his misery even if you know even if the predator could still mimic his voice yeah but like the whole reason that um he was set up there was uh they thought was a trap but really like the predator's still there like giving the voice <laughs> so he, they're just being watched sure but it was, it was still a trap like okay yeah Let's move on. But it was still a trap. It doesn't change the fact that it was a trap. It, okay. Can move on? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, and if he was already dead, then... Oh, it's a waste of a bullet, but no harm, no done. Or no harm, no foul, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Although bullets are... Bullets are limited, although they don't feel as limited as they should do. It, it still feels like they have a lot of ammo. Yeah, it would be nice if there was, like, I don't know, like, loot boxes around or something that they came across. Oh, yeah, if the Predators, like, had little parachutes with, like, supplies that it's like, hey, yeah, re- like restock. A, with, like, a, not a flare, but, like, a smoke, color smoke yeah. coming off of it or something. Which which did also maybe wonder, is this a trap? Because it's like, hey, here's some supplies, but we're also, like, yeah. some... You know, we're, I guess we're just doing Hunger Games now also. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> well, I was thinking more like Battle Royale video games in my head, but yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, technically, Hunger Games is a ripoff of Battle Royale, or uh, yeah, Battle Royale, and that's the premise for Battle Royale video games, so I guess it's not a ridiculous statement, but... Right. Yeah. You know the old, you know, the old Pulp Fiction joke about Hunger Games? <sighs> is it a... Battle Royale with cheese? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do they call the Hunger Games in France? Battle Royale with cheese. Mm. <laughs> That's a funny joke. Come on. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> it's a silly this joke. what you promised them from the beginning. A joke. I, I, I promised you would make them uh, like have their size heart laughing. That's what I promised. Mm. They'd be in hysterics. All right. I, I believe I asked to move on quite a while ago. <laughs> We have moved on. We're talking about other things, though. <laughs> what else did you hate about the film? <laughs> what, what is this? Why, 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 why am I being targeted as this negative Nancy? It's a mediocre movie, okay? What do you want from me? No, it is. It's a mediocre film. Yeah. Uh, um. What else is there to talk about, really? I, do you know what the sad part is? Is that I feel like we've talked about most of the things we're probably going to talk about. And yet we've barely talked about the Predators themselves because I don't think there's actually a whole lot to talk about with them. I'll tell you one thing I'm a little disappointed by 
is oh that no who's a negative nancy go on we only <laughs> see humans and i feel like the there may be more aliens out there. You know, ah, we know at least xenomorphs yeah. are part of it, but like it would have been, I think it's appropriate for this team to all be humans. But like in the end, we see like the new batch is coming down and stuff. We see the new parachutes for, for the new um, victims. And we just kind of assume they're humans because we don't really see them. We just see their shoots. Uh, it it would have been cool, you know, if there were just other aliens out there that uh, they're also getting from and, I guess the the argument against that, just to play devil's advocate, would be that... So it's the same as the Alien universe, right? And in the Alien universe, it's actually kind of special that, like, they encountered a, a, an alien life form of any kind, right? That was the whole big... Like, in Aliens, they make fun of Ripley because, oh, apparently she saw an alien once. Like, you know, it's there's still something people don't believe in because they've never mm-hmm. found alien life. Um... So I guess, and sure, predators have been space traveling a lot longer than human beings have, but maybe it would feel a bit weird if predators suddenly like had access to like you know three or four other like intelligent life forms that are similar to humans. When in the alien universe, a hundred years after this, might we add, because aliens are set much much later, they have never encountered or heard of another life form. That's even just like a regular like a like a little like alien worm. Never mind intelligent beings that can be hunted sure it's just at the end of predator 2 when we see like the trophy ah, case and stuff yeah. there there are lots of other things and like one of the skulls that we see is actually like the dog-like or pig-like creatures that are in this one that's um uh, but, honestly touche you're right uh the end of predator 2 does kind of establish that yeah there are other species um I, I just it. it just would have been cool. Like, come on, give us some aliens. I mean, I guess they, they, they do give you two, technically. They give you that dog-like one, and they give you the, the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, prototype predator that's yeah. an alien. So they do give you two, but, yeah, there's no suggestion that they're... Well, no, nah, because you see all the cages that they parachute the dog ones in from, so... Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I sort of assumed that they were part of the same world that they're on already. No, because you see all the cages, because they've defined, uh, like, the one, and then the camera pulls back, and you see, like, you know, like, half dozen of them all mm-hmm. in the trees and stuff. So Yeah, I, that's true. Okay, so, well. So, technically, I've... they did. You, you're just wanting, like, a, like, a, like, a Klingon or something. Yes. <laughs> you're wanting, like, an intelligent alien that can actually, like, fight <laughs> back and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I know, I, I, get, I get you, I get you, but, uh, yeah. Um... I suppose you know, like you could argue the title's supposed to be like it's talking about the all the humans as well because they're all predators. Like you know, like that's the point of the title. Goggins is kind of like a sex predator. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's yeah. I'm sure he's murdered people as well. I mean, yeah, I guess they don't really say, but probably. well, they're all, they're all killers of some kind, so I think he has to have done. He probably murders mm-hmm. his victims after he's. You know, done with them. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a really morbid conversation. That's the thing; he's such a like wacky character, but like everything he's actually talking about is really sick and dark, and uh, maybe it feels a bit like. Yeah, it's like I wonder when this guy's gonna go. I, I guess it feels he's like, not making it to the end. It feels a bit tone deaf, I suppose, in a weird way. Not that you can't have a character who's like that, but because he has this weird redemptive death moment where he's like, "Go, go, go, go!" as he like violently stabs a predator. It does kind of feel like, um, 
Like, maybe you should have made him a little less, like, repulsive before you gave him this <laughs> ending. Just because it doesn't really quite fit. Uh, yeah. I, oh, and that's the other thing, is, uh, so... The, the main big bad predator that Brody fights at the end, uh, in a really kind of lackluster fight where he just kind of gets his ass kicked, but then the, you know, Isabel manages to hit him with a sniper bullet and then he's able to cut his head off with an axe. It'd have been, I'd have been like, oh, cool, a, a predator decapitation. The fight then wasn't that good, but at least that predator decapitation is cool. However, that predator decapitated the other predator like five minutes prior, so we'd already seen it by this point, so it wasn't even That's that true. special. I've already seen the head with the glowing green blood coming, like, you know, spurting out of the neck stump. Like, I've already seen it. <laughs> it's not even special to your own movie standards anymore. That's true. I did appreciate the amount of green blood we got in this, though. Oh, that's fair. I, I enjoy the green blood. And we got one, uh, is it Lawrence Fishburne, who just explodes like a, a bag of blood? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, one of the only visuals in the movie I actually really liked, just because it was a cool idea, it's when Topher Grace is on his own and there's like a dark hallway in the ship they're trying to get out of. Yes. And he yeah, I like fi- that moment too. He fires the flare gun uh, down the empty hallway, but it actually hits a, a camouflage predator that you don't see until that moment. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that was actually kind of cool. That was a cool concept. And it was sort of, it was a sort of thing where, oh, that was still cool. You couldn't mess that up as a director because it, it was such a visual concept in its, in its it was, essence. Yeah, it was a great moment because yeah. it, it, it is just a cool idea to do that. It's a bit like the Invisible Man, the the newer film, when she like pours the paint to see if she can find the guy in mm. Invisible Person, and he's like right in front because you're not expecting it to be so close. Yeah, I, I I wish the entire escape of the ship was that cool, but you know, unfortunately, it's just a lot of quick shots and cuts of them running and like yelling, and we have mm-hmm. to get out, we have to get Lawrence out. Lawrence Fishburne going crazy. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's just unfortunately just not that exciting. Yeah, I. Yeah, you know, put me in the camp who's firmly Predator Two over Predators. Like, I don't. I, people who oh, think, hell yeah, people who think Predators is better than Predator Two. Like, I do not understand they just you. Don't, they just don't understand fun. They don't. Because uh, that's cause that's that's the problem. This movie's lacking fun. Yeah. Really, it's just you know, it's lacking any kind of, and which would be fine if it was really well directed and like super suspenseful, like a proper, like well, like Predator One basically. Uh, but it's not. So you're left with this weird middle ground of it's not good enough to actually elicit any tension or caring about the characters, but it's not got, you know, Gary Busey and Bill Paxton hamming it up and just having fun with their wacky roles. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I'll take Danny Glover in Predator 2 over Adrian Brody in Predators any day oh, of the week. Yeah. Any day of the week. It's not even a competition. Totally. Um, so. Yeah, super super disappointing, honestly, and it's it's not really improved any for me, and it's you know decade or so of existence now. Speaking of disappointing, I am very curious about the next movie because I haven't oh. seen that since the theater since the theater release. Nor have I, nor have I. And so that'll be an interesting one to revisit next time. Yeah, yeah, not next week in the show, but yeah, uh, in the near future, obviously before uh, the new movie comes out, I will be doing. Which is pretty soon, right? august yeah uh we'll be doing the predator uh and that was one also that i was hyped for because it was shane black and uh obviously the reviews were very 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 mixed if not outright negative um there was definitely things in that movie coming off the nice guys which is such a great film yeah (laughs) there's definitely things in the predator that i did on their own kind of like like i will Mm -hmm. say that there was at least some characters in that and this is from memory i don't know if i'm going to feel this way when i watch it again i want to make that clear right 
But from memory, I remembered at least liking some of the characters more than the characters in this film. But obviously, it did have a lot of problems and ultimately was kind of a mess. But we'll see how it feels yeah, on I a rewatch. Yeah, one scene that I enjoyed. Um, and it wasn't because it was a naked Olivia Munn in it. <laughs> but I did like I genuinely enjoy that moment, I remember. That's the only one I can like think about when I think about the film that's the only one I, that i can remember really the only thing i'll say is that there's a character in the predator who gets i won't say who it is obviously because uh spoilers a morning guitar do you know what you know me i would love to know how many times i've edited a, a short snippet of a review because i've said i'm not going to spoil a thing and then within 10 seconds tara says the thing that i was going to spoil well here's the thing like <laughs> just a little behind the scenes stuff <gasps> you say no spoilers and i'm a little confused about what you mean by that because sometimes you give stuff away that is for you not a spoiler but like for me i would think well that kind of counts as a spoiler like even when you talked about like they're on an alien planet like well that was a surprise in the film <laughs> that was in the trailer <laughs> i i do not remember i only remember the trailer with the dots <laughs> it was a, the full trailer revealed they were on an alien planet. There's a shot of them looking up at the you know the sun and the two moons and the mm -hmm. other planet. That was in the trailer. Okay, well, for me it's a bit confusing as if you guess not seeing the trailer, <laughs> what is considered a spoiler or not? Because sometimes you give away stuff. I think I'm I like, feel well, like, I don't know if I, it's vague enough then maybe it's not a spoiler. <laughs> I feel confident when it comes to movies that I remember like I remember going into it exactly what I knew before I saw it. So yeah. it's easy with this one because I'm like I know what's a spoiler and what's not. There definitely there's definitely movies where it's a bit sketchier where I'm like I'm not sure what they revealed before the movie came out. So I'll just assume most of it's a spoiler. Uh, like there's a bit of an art form to it. I'm just poking some fun because mm -hmm. you've done it enough times. <laughs> <laughs> that I've noticed. That's all. I don't say. think what I said was a spoiler. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, there's a character in the Predator who dies in such a a small moment that's in such a quick shot that I had to really think about. Wait, did that character, who was a fairly prominent character up until that point in the movie, did they just die, and then that's it? They're never going to be mentioned again. And sure enough, that was the case. So um, I'm curious to see how critical I am of that moment again. And how to sort of, how much it doesn't register because they don't actually let it breathe and give it a moment where, like, you know, maybe someone could react to it or, you know, something like that. So I, I'm yeah. very curious to see how much of a mess I think of it as again this time. I know time. what you're talking about now because I was disappointed by that. Yeah, so. And again, there's a lot of interesting cast members in The Predator, so I'm curious to, to again, dive in and see how I feel about a lot of it. But, mm -hmm. uh, yes. There you go. And Kuna Busey! There's a Busey in. <laughs> and Sir the King Brown's in it. I love him. There's a Busey, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, you mentioned Olivia Munn. She's uh, all right. I don't know. I wasn't really saying that as a endorsement. I was just... <laughs> she's one of the names. Yeah. People know who she is. I just haven't seen her in anything I liked yet. <laughs> uh, fair, I guess. <laughs> um... But yeah, so yeah, that, that's obviously a few episodes down the line we'll do The Predator. Uh, I don't know if I have much left to say on Predators. There's not a whole lot to uh, sink your teeth into, to be honest. Like, no. You know, Speaking the, of teeth, there's a mask with teeth in it. I liked it. 
Yeah, it's like the bottom jaw of like an alien of some kind that he's put mm-hmm. onto the predator mask. That's that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you know, the first times they show up, it's like when they're around the initial predator, they find tied up. Uh, basically, one of them just stabs uh, Mahershala Ali's character uh, and like picks him up, and then they all start fleeing. And you know, that, that's just kind of the, that's it. That's their entrance. It it feels very. There's only one scene before that where you see some predator vision of them being watched. Uh, and other than that, there's not a lot of, like, and it's weird because... It doesn't deliver on its title. No, it, it, and it's, but it's weird how, like, slow it decides to start building up to them. Because this is a sequel. We already know what the Predators are. We, we know how they work. So, inherently, they should be getting to the point a bit quicker than the first movie, right? Uh, and I believe Predator 2 does that. Predator 2 kind of like, okay, it goes a bit further, a bit quicker right at the start mm-hmm. because we already know what a Predator is. We know what the rules are. You know, in Predator 1, you don't even see the camouflage thing until, like, the 35, 40-minute mark. In Predator 2, you see it, when, you know, as soon as Diane Glover gets to the top of that building, you see mm-hmm. it, like, on the roof. And it's like, and he has this moment where he's like, is it the heat? Like, what am I seeing here? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's cool for us because we're already getting to that point and we expect to see this cool visual because we already know it from the first movie. But for the character, it's this weird, what the hell am I looking at thing? It's like a mirage. Like, what's going on? Uh, in this movie, though, you, you go a while, you go 30 minutes, whatever it is, before... You see a predator, but you just oh, yes, that's it. Just a mask off, full predator. Here we are. There's no, I don't know. There's no presentation to it. It's just, eh. Here you go. You know what we do in the shadows. You know, eh, 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 Jeff. That's what this is. This movie is to predator movies what Jeff is to sexy names from the point of Gregor. view. Of- <laughs> so, 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 yeah, what, what Jeff is to Greg are, yes, and what we do in the shadows. <laughs> That's coming back soon. Yeah, it's coming by the time soon. this goes out, I don't know. Yes, what we do in the shadows, uh, I recommend uh, checking out that TV show. Uh, <laughs> but yes, N- N- Nadja uh, is funny. <laughs> should Not we rate it? <laughs> we should rate Predators, yes. Oh, we should, okay. Uh, well, what we do what in we the do- shadows <laughs> is a <it's> 10. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, all right well, yeah what are you giving predators i am uh it's still disappointing i did enjoy it a bit more this time just because i didn't have as many expectations um but yeah i mean the constant comparison to two just makes me enjoy it less <laughs> in retrospect so uh, i was gonna go six but I, I think i've gone down i think i'm gonna go 5.5 yeah yeah i i you know i i t- this is a 5 out of 10 for me. This this is the most 5 out of 10 ever 5 out of 10. It's, you know, it's not, it's not the worst, most terrible thing ever. You know, it's not insulting, but it's also nothing inspiring or there's no spark to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, I think just having a better director would have elevated it a lot. Uh, other things could have been, you know, fixed in the writing. Some other, you know, maybe some better casting for the lead and things like that. But I think just there's a better... There's some good ideas in it, Yeah, for sure. just, just a better director, I think, would have done a lot to it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, that's that's yeah, what it is. Um, but that's Predators. So sadly, the third Predator movie turned out to be a bit of a dud. Um, yeah. When we eventually get to uh, Alien Covenant and Prometheus, it'll be interesting to think. Okay, let's compare Predators and the Predator to Prometheus and Alien Covenant and see uh, which franchise went down the shitter more in the twenty tens. Because, <laughs> oh, it's it's a rough decade for these two franchises. <laughs> 
What a shame. <laughs> uh, hopefully Prey can turn Especially us around. Especially having like such prestige directors behind them too. Oh, I know. Um, hey, maybe Prey is going to be good. And then on the alien side, Noah Hawley's doing a TV speaking show. Of, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, prestige directors, we're getting the 10 Cloverfield Lane guy back. For, for, Prey. for Prey, yeah. Uh, but we're getting Noah Hawley doing a, an alien TV show for um, Hulu, I think it is. Yeah, it'll be Hulu. Last Disney Plus, depending okay. on your location. Yeah, Predator is going to be, or Prey is going to be on Hulu. So. Yeah, yeah, or Disney so, Plus internationally, if I, if that's if that's uh, where you swing. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, is a good return to form for the franchise. I think the key to Predator in many ways is to kind of keep it relatively simple and just focus on like the mechanics of how the hunt happens and how the characters try to like learn the rules survive how they fight back like that's the fun of it it's just like it's like a really good slasher movie effectively <laughs> you know that's kind of what you want from it so yeah um and you want something that they're fighting for not just yeah. survival till the next group of predators show so yeah that's the problem with this at the end of the movie i know we've already rated it but yeah we never mentioned at the end they beat the last predator they see the parachutes coming down for the next batch of people which probably means another batch of predators is going to arrive as well and the two characters are just sort of like holding each other and go, let's find a way off this planet. And then they walk away and credits roll and I'm like, this feels hopeless. Like, how are you going to find a way off this planet? There's, how are you going to get home? There's nothing you can, you can do. A, a spaceship, like, it's written in predator language. <laughs> <laughs> you don't speak the language. What are you going to do? Just hit buttons until something happens? Like, <laughs> uh, it's a terrible okay, idea. Just don't hit eject. Uh. <laughs> or self-detonate. <laughs> yeah. Auto-destruct, you know. Uh, yeah, I imagine. I mean, every Predator comes equipped with a wristband for it, so their ships probably do too. I mean, you see them use it in this. The, the, the big Predator remote detonates the ship with a few few button presses. Yeah. And like, how are you going to land that thing? <laughs> Even if you take off successfully, how do you land it? <laughs> uh, very roughly. <laughs> Uh, maybe aim for some water. Maybe give yourself a better chance. Yeah, it feels kind of hopeless. Feels like a Zack Snyder a zombie apocalypse <laughs> thing, where it's like yeah, there's no hope at the end. So yeah. everyone dies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no reason to care. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of feel that at the end as well. Uh, and you you can do that type of ending though. I, I won't get into the specifics, but when you think of a movie like The Thing that kind of has a hopeless ending, but that's kind of the point, and it's kind of this like ambiguous like like depressing thing uh no pun intended it, it works you know but there's, there's definitely a, a knack to doing it though yeah yeah so uh anywho anywho uh that's predators uh so we'll be back with the predator soon but that's not what's next you probably want to know what's next i do because i have to watch the film yeah I'm, I'm 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 getting that information right now yep so just uh, bear with me a second. Uh, so yes, uh, next up, we're, oh, we're doing a, a, a new release that has now come to the VOD land, and that is Crimes of the Future. So we're doing some Cronenberg. Ooh, I hope it's not week. like a $20 rental. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Uh, maybe... I mean, I can afford it. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> is that a weird I flex? <laughs> no, I have no money. <laughs> I just well, spent it getting on a fake fireplace for my 
TV stand. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we got a couple of recent movies coming up. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we got Crimes of the Future, which I'm assuming is going to be very intense because it's Cronenberg. Uh, but then we got a couple of lighthearted films after that, I think. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, there's some potentially good sci-fi that came out this year. Yeah. So that's what's coming up next week. Uh, I'll take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. Thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Board Now, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. Uh, they are all patrons uh, at the producer tier. But of course, you can support us for as much less than that, can't you, Tara? That's right, Peter. If you guys enjoy our reviews, please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV, where if you donate as those well $1 per month, you'll get access to bonus reviews. So if you're looking for your favorite B-movies, uh, we have them set up over there for our patrons. And if you donate as well as $5 per month, you will get access to these reviews one day early and some other shows you get a week early. So head on over, check that out if that interests you. Be part of our little community. Did you mention voting? Uh, you also get to vote <laughs> on what we watch once a month. Our last one was a vote winner. We did Oblivion. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. Tara got mad at me for being too negative on that. Yeah. I think that was perfectly fair. Uh, but you did quite good there, so you have a Ferrero Rocher. Oh, uh, I can't. I'm vegan. And in the, uh, the other side of the country, or the country, planet. <laughs> it's a metaphorical <laughs> exchange. You don't. You can just say thank you. You don't have to. You're actually no, going to have to eat it. I don't want your your cow lactations. No, thank you. <laughs> I've never met a cow lactation I didn't love. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yes, you can also hit the super thanks button on YouTube if you would like as well as a one-time uh, donation if you like. So, uh, but yeah, any and all support, uh, you know, simple, simply commenting and sharing us out on Twitter at Streams Midnight. Of course, is the Mail Fuzz Movies Twitter, so please do that as well. Uh, but yeah, that, that is the show. That is everything. Uh, hopefully, you've had a, had a good time. And uh, we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. So keep watching science fiction movies. <laughs> and this is Tara's last chance to make us all laugh after I sign off. I hope she's going to say something funny. Oh my god. I quit. <laughs> keep watching sci-fi movies at computer at Salsa.